6: Greetings. Welcome in the second half of the show. Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Jason off tonight. Dan Byer in his stead. Disco ball is still down. Marching band refuses to yield. I could sing the whole American Pie and that'll get us through uh, the next 10 minutes. But I'll uh, leave that to the wayside at Dan Byer on blocks, where you find him.
7: Can't be any crazier than with uh, Cole last hour. I'll yeah, you, you that like much. that,
6: huh? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> no, I, I kept trying to get real football in, and he's like, would you stop? It's like, come <laughs> on, man. We got to talk some football. <laughs> and, and I've been on
7: a bunch with you, Mike, when, when Jason's been on, but the, uh, it was the, the B-Jerry Jones uh, combination that just took it to another level
6: yeah uh, jerry Bees and uh, all of that uh and, and i wasn't kidding jerry jones did appear uh very early in the uh, yeah that's what i heard and everything it was uh people were just confused and i started cheering it's like you should you should recognize why you have this stadium and all stand and applaud his image on that jumbotron uh the people <laughs> near me were not happy with that proclamation Hey, facts are facts. Just That's it. That's them. exactly what I said. Uh, congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles, who lost their 100th game of the season. They're now 44 and a half games back of division leading Tampa. Uh, but they've got a couple of guys in AAA that you just can't wait to see, Dan Byron. <laughs> there, was, there was a time
7: when in my broadcasting career, true story, this was back when I was uh, – Back home in in Wisconsin and I was working in Madison and the Brewers were so awful like they were they, they were not good. They were trimming payroll and getting worse. So just there wasn't a great feel about them. But you always heard about their farm system. And in their farm system at the time were uh, J.J. Hardy, Corey Hart, and Prince Fielder. And so you had these names that you had always heard about of guys that were on the horizon. And true story, we broadcast one of their double A games from Huntsville during the All-Star break, just to try to get people to be excited about the Brewers or at least hear a little bit about the players that were going to be in the majors in the next couple of years. I kind of feel like the Orioles and, and uh, Diamondbacks could be in that sort of territory.
6: See, and they were really hoping that, you know, they got the September and, and the heat would go off because the, uh, the Ravens would start off big. And then they lose the game to the Raiders, and there's so many injuries right now. And Ronnie Stanley's hurt again, and Villanueva was terrible. uh, And and a lot of hand-wringing now as to what this season becomes. So this is uh – This is a whole other thing starting to uh, develop. So more attention uh, to the last couple of weeks of the Orioles than they probably would have gotten otherwise. Look! Shiny new things in the distance. Don't worry about the next injury report and the next guy (laughs) in the secondary that goes down (laughs) for the Ravens. Uh, And obviously a a big matchup uh, over the weekend. They've got the Chiefs. That is Sunday night football. Uh, So we have that rolling with us as well. But one of the big stories out of the NFL, and we've Seen a lot of people chime in, former teammates, pundits, and, and and a lot made about one game, perhaps more so than any other, and that was the drubbing that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers took in Week One, an absolute uh, demolition effort uh, at the hands of Jameis Winston. We talked about him a little bit in in the pyramid. Uh, Fifty five of his of his passing yards, which was a smallish yardage total, uh, came on one play, five touchdown passes, like you take what the defense affords you, you make plays, succeed, and proceed, but a big blowout win for the Saints. So all of a sudden the eyebrows are raised of, well, what are the Saints? I, I don't know about you, but I had the defense rated probably t- bottom bottom part of the top ten. Uh, with some potential to get better right you got a a member of your front seven on suspension for six weeks so uh, eventually uh, he comes back and and they can be even more formidable up front but what you saw with Green Bay was a lot of timing issues and then you you start thinking about the offseason Matt LaFleur even on Friday in his press availability saying oh I'm tired of talking about it's like Well, no, this is the situation that you all brought to bear. Mm -hmm. You don't get to decide when people are done talking about it. If you go out and absolutely demolish the Lions on Monday Night Football, it may quell it for a moment, but beating Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, and that squad isn't going to really – You know, wave off a 35 point burial to a team that you should be competing with in the NFC if we're going to look big picture, as opposed to the Detroit Lions, where the best thing you can say about the matchup is familiarity. And even then, it's a new coaching staff, so it's <laughs> yeah. you know it's a first experience for all of them, except for having maybe played against Aaron Rodgers at some point. So you know, Lafleur trying to push it away. Rodgers, I saw another commercial that just came out it was great. He was like a, the aloof rock star because he has that gray beard going mm-hmm. and and all of that stuff. He, I think he borrowed uh, wardrobe from Lenny Kravitz, uh, not quite Hunger Games Lenny Kravitz, but you know rock star Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Uh, as you go through, uh, but for the Packers. You know, I, I don't we're not going to really learn anything from week two, but color me interested to see how this plays and whether there truly is a division in the locker room. Because I asked Jay Glazer when he joined us the other day, Dan, and I don't think I've ever had Jay take as long a pause before he started to answer a question. And he just said, you know what, that that that's a good question. I, I, I don't know right now. Right, as to how the he came back, but do you have some portion of the locker rooms like if you don't want to be here, don't be here, man. There's everything that Aaron
7: Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers received this week, and this is not meant to be malicious and mean, but all of the criticisms, all of the questions being brought up were legitimate. They were absolutely legitimate they- brought up. They should be brought up in a situation when you play a game like that, how everything played out in the preseason and how everything played out in the offseason. It's legitimate that they should be brought up, Mike. The question now is, and the thing that drives me a little crazy is, are you are you counting Aaron Rodgers and the Packers out, or are you all in? And I just don't think it's that simple. To the right. point of Jay Glazer, and to your question, of saying that there's a lot more at play. It was one of the things that that I had heard when Brett Favre would do his retirement thing, and again, I know it always comes back to what Brett Favre did when Aaron Rodgers was there, but one of the reasons that made the transition easier in addition to Rodgers, uh, or Favre actually having a retirement ceremony where they did think he was retired was that Rodgers got along with all the guys because everybody there was kind of the same age. Everybody there was friends with everybody. And now at Green Bay, you wonder on how many of those guys are boys with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm just saying that it as a fact. I mean, there in our workplace, I love the people that we work with, but there were people that I knew 10 years ago, a lot better than the, you know, the guys that I know that just came in three weeks ago, sure. you know, so like there's, there's, there's always that aspect of it. And I think it's a, I think it's a fair question to ask. But to your point is, we're not going to get an answer in week two. And just because you say that it's a problem with what Green Bay had in week one, doesn't mean that you're counting Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers out. They threw a stinker up in Tampa Bay last year. Tampa Bay had their own stinkers on their way to a Super Bowl, so things can turn around. But everything that was given to Green Bay this past week was fair, considering how everything uh, evolved since that NFC championship game that they lost to Tampa.
6: Yeah, it's just one of those situations, right, as it went on. and. You know, don't take a lot of victory laps because I get as much wrong as I do right, uh, and, and perhaps uh, you know against the spread in my one nine hundred lose my ass uh, challenge. Currently uh, sitting at seven and ten, I ain't feeling too great about it uh, at the moment, uh, which means a lot of miles and, and a lot of uh, walking ahead for my feet. Got to get comfortable shoes, like Cliff Clavin told us at the end of Cheers. Uh, but it's it's the sequencing of him coming back here, and, and I thought that would happen, but. but But yeah, the relationships are going to need mending. Right? They're all professionals, all have egos, and they know they're better shot to win to grab any playoff bonuses, to put stuff on tape uh, that might net them a bigger payday, whether in Green Bay or elsewhere, right, playoff games and being part of a playoff offensive and defensive line. Uh, you're kidding yourself if you don't think that helps at the negotiating table. But, you know, with Bakhtiari uh, not available, you know, the offensive line takes a hit. The wide receivers beyond Devontae Adams – they're good, but they're only made great. Are they? Well, no, no, no. But I mean, that's what I mean. Good good is a very wide berth, right? Sure. Right? Adequate. Like, I, I didn't want to downgrade into, you know, Jags just quite so soon. But the, but the point is, normally it's Rogers is going to elevate them. That's the history. And if he doesn't, and he has a game like that, then, you know, or multiple games like that, then suddenly those guys are not creating separation on their own, I guess is the point. They're good enough when he's on his game, but they're not going to be able to make the big plays on their own, right? Robert Tanyan, not to be confused with Tanyan. Uh, it rhymes with Funyon, uh, as we've been told. You know, he was a red zone guy. Beyond that, really not a factor between the 20s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a position that as we've seen developed through the years, you know, he he's good for for part uh, of, you know, what you need in terms of the whole pie chart uh, at that position. You go and, and to the point as you ask, are they? Yeah, the receivers they're interchangeable. They're they're just guys. But it's, it's Aaron Rodgers being on his game and having that timing and being away as long as he was. Who got the timing? Who got the reps? Jordan Love. And maybe during that time they decided he is not the guy and not the solution to anything going forward. And, may, and maybe that's the case. But in the interim, that's all reps that the secondary guys didn't get I would, with Aaron Rodgers.
7: I would be willing to bet, and I would be bet would, willing to bet a lot, that week one is the worst game that Aaron Rodgers will play this season. I I don't I don't think that you're going to see a zero touchdown two interception for one hundred and forty eight yard performance again from Aaron Rodgers this season. I think that is going to be rock bottom. I don't know, Mike, if there's going to be a 180-yard, one-touchdown, two-interception game. I don't know that. I, I, I don't know that. It is not going to get or 133 yards. I even gave him a few extra yards. I think I gave him Jameis Winston's yardage accidentally. The point being, though, is I don't think it's going to get any worse. It's just the question of are there going to be times where – or is it always going to be a better – than that, and I think that is part of the question. I don't think that – and I don't think, honestly, Mike, that the guys that are fully invested Super Bowl or bust on the Packers team have too much of a problem with Aaron Rodgers or any problem with Aaron Rodgers. It's just more of just being chemistry and and age difference and and that sort of thing, and can you get on the same page? And those are the things that you just wonder, which actually makes – you know, what What Tom Brady and the Buccaneers were able to do uh, last year a little bit, be able to appreciate that a little bit more. But then you realize, well, Brady brought in guys that were familiar with him. So, yeah, there's the, the jury is still out. I just don't think that it's going to be as bad. I, 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 I feel very confident saying that Aaron Rodgers put his worst game of the season last Sunday. It's just the question of, are there going to be other stinkers along the way?
6: Yeah, to your point about the, the age difference and, and relatability in the locker room, I mean, One thing we'd always heard about Brady, even the buttoned-up Brady in New England, right? Now he's just being himself, right? He's Mm -hmm. got that lease on life. Whether you like it or not, whether you're really tired of him now, that not only does he win, but he also has a personality that, if you're being honest, he's pretty funny. And he's pretty yep. snarky and he's the kind of that, that's the kind of stuff's like, yeah, that's what we all do, particularly if you work in our business. And I think a lot of folks are, are really having uh, to come to grips with that. But he was always the guy that went into the locker room and introduced himself to the new guys. Hi, I'm Tom. Like mm-hmm. they didn't know who you were. Right. Like, like they, they didn't you know have your poster on the wall or trading cards sitting around uh, in their homes. No, uh, they've been watching you forever. But still, it's that, hey, you're the new guy and you're new to me so welcome in i don't i don't know how aaron rodgers works in a locker room the same way something tells me it's not quite the same welcoming hey you're you're one of the 53 here
7: well i i i, I mean i think that his cachet and who he is and i i think that that carries a lot i i do and i think that other players understand that what i do wonder though mike is even if none of this happened in the off season, and we're talking about on field stuff, mm-hmm. there was going to be a regression from his MVP season.
6: Well, there had to be. I yes, mean, look at the exactly. prior two years; he, yeah. he threw fifty one passes or fifty one touchdown passes over two years, and Correct. then he throws forty eight last year. Yeah, the, the statistically, it had to.
7: So, and that's if everything went right. So, mm-hmm. that what what kind of leaves everything open is okay, everything didn't go right in the offseason. There's actually one of the reasons why I, I, I said that Green Bay should have traded him, is because there was no point that his value would have been higher for a guy that's going to be 38 years old. Like there's, There was no way that that value was going to be higher coming off of an MVP season. That was, It was the time where you could get the most for him. Green Bay said, all right, we, we're still in the Super Bowl push. Let's go with it, and that's where they are now. But there was always going to be a regression off of last season.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
6: iHeartRadio app. This is how I start every conversation. Slow, and then I have uh, someone in the corner start just start singing over the top. It's all layers, Dan Byer. Mike Harmon, Dan Byer with you. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. We thank all our team uh, making us sound oh so pretty tonight. We got Nick and Steve uh, and Alex Tyshirt on the ones and two, the wheels of steel, whatever euphemism uh, you wish to use. Uh, We thank them uh, for making us sound so good on a Friday night. And for all of you out there, wherever you are, thanks for being part of the extended family. Uh, We come in each night, try to entertain, inform you, uh, and get your mind to the... uh, to the good side, to the light, as it were, even if there are teams that you hate, uh, and may- maybe some people in your life who cheer for those teams that maybe uh, get a little bit uh, and start grating uh, on you. Uh, we we try to find the, the good stuff, and then you can go and win bar bets with some of the stuff we propose as well. Uh, at Dan Beyer on Fox is where you find Dan. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Uh, and coming up in, in about 10 minutes from now, we will do the... Buyer or seller, a little bit of waiver wire slash week one performances. Uh, I'm going to ask Dan Buyer if he's on board or if he thinks it's a fluke. You know, like we just did a little bit with Aaron Rodgers. But uh, one of the stories that, well, we just won't go away until it finally does, uh, is in Chicago where everybody wants to see Justin Fields. And certainly uh, they got a little of him on Monday night. To my eye and, and my, uh, my watching of a game, a couple of times disrupted flow uh, in terms of drives that were moving really well. And then you got a little discombobulated. Now there were other mistakes that were made, but the Bears moved the ball pretty effectively, but that didn't stop, well, every media member for getting their permutation on the when question to Matt Nagy. Let's hear how it went.
1: As you mentioned, he does multiple
5: things well. How much value does he have, I guess, as a chess piece within your game planning?
6: I think he provides a lot of value now that we're here at this point and we're not in training camp and the guessing game or whatever. Inevitably what it does is when you have a guy like Justin, teams when they see that now they got to prepare in certain ways for certain things, things they may think of or not think of. So it just can help us that way too. Chess piece. Dan Byer spoken as if he were a gadget guy, you know, the Taysom Hills of the world or other players who have been used for gimmick uh, play and trickeration as opposed to the quarterback of the future. So I, I am feeling so great about uh, that. Although although you know my long stance against Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, and the decision makers in Chicago as it stands.
7: Well, and, and I know that you have thoughts on it. What I do find interesting, and first of all, it was the reporter's words of using chess piece. Sure. but Nagy did confirm exactly what he said. The interesting thing about it. That I thought was throughout the entire preseason and then heading into the regular season, it was always Andy Dalton QB yep. one, Andy Dalton QB one, Andy Dalton QB one. So what does Sean McVay say leading into Week one? We'd be stupid not to try to look at some things for, with Justin Fields and and prepare for it. So now, so so any cover up, Mike, that the Bears were trying to do that they had packages for Justin Fields installed in week 1 were already being planned for by the Rams. So so to like to change like the narrative of how you're using because there was never a chess piece or a secret weapon sort of thing centered around Justin Fields in the preseason. It was just all about Andy Dalton being QB1. And if other teams are just obviously going to be smart enough to realize that, hey, there could be some stuff with Justin Fields, we got to be ready. It doesn't seem like the Bears are, you know, forgive me, but playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. They know exactly what's going on. They're not Bears aren't fooling anybody with any of this. And they didn't fool Sean McVay and the Rams in week one, who said, yeah, we are going to prepare for Justin Fields.
6: Yeah, I mean, and especially if you're going to bring in Justin Fields thinking, all right, there's going to be a difference to what you call and the plays you run. You didn't. You still ran every receiver at a six to eight-yard route. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you were on the 12-yard line when he came into the game at one point. Yeah, that out route to the three really helps you. Uh, but it, it just – and then – he goes back off. Here comes Andy Dalton. You you have some confusion on the offensive line. Mooney runs a wrong route, and you have the the interception instead of the quick uh, curl at the one right, and just laying down and, and catching the ball right there. Instead, he's going to the back of the end zone, uh, and there's a pick and. and Look, the defense couldn't stop anybody. So that that would be really where most of my questions would be directed if I were in Chicago right now, saying what happened to these guys that used to be able to play defense? And here's a bunch of graphs about Khalil Mack. Why can't he get anywhere near a quarterback anymore or at least cause undue pressure to force the ball out early? One of the big questions that will have to be answered this week against Cincinnati. But to the point, and, and I referenced R.J. Bell's uh, promo that's running on the network, talking about the Bears being a narrow fan favorite at home with Cincinnati coming in, Cincinnati coming off the big win over Minnesota, but it it strikes me that I think most folks are reacting to just the quick clips of Matthew Stafford's big plays, which were actually a couple of under throws, save the Cooper Cup one, uh, and, and a nice throw to Higby down the sideline on one of the possessions. Look, they all count. They all go into the, the, the books and whatever. But I think for a lot of folks, that was their, about the extent of their exposure to the game because they neglected to see that the Bears put up almost 340 yards of offense, that they won time of possession, that they had more first downs, that Andy Dalton, while not great, wasn't the problem like some of the play calling and, and the, all right, let's just run short routes. Like they didn't take shots downfield at sure. all. Sure, But, and, but unlike- and to some of that is the offensive line. And you're trying to play a timing game against Errol Donald and company, but you've got Darnell Mooney out there as a speedster for a reason. But this and- is,
7: this is, this is where it, the NFL turns into the NBA. Cause no offense to you or anybody in Chicago, but nobody cares about the bears. Meaning they are more into the drama of Justin Fields and Andy Dalton just like we're more interested in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden than we are of the Brooklyn Nets. You know, like that's the TMZ aspect of the NFL that comes into play. And that's where I think like Nagy, in in the the situations that they have with Fields, to your point of him disrupting flow when Justin Fields came into the game – it didn't seem that Justin Fields was put into the game to give them a competitive edge, Mike. It seemed that Nagy put him into the game to try to show everyone see look at what I'm doing with him or look at like it was almost just it was it was almost like a photo opportunity or you know just like like what what really is this that that is this is this really for the good of the team or is this for the good of you to try to continue to uh, develop a narrative or develop a new narrative because to your point I don't know how effective it was, especially if the Rams were again preparing for Justin Fields for that game. And that's the question that Nagy then has to has to weigh what is the most successful way for the Bears to win? Is it Justin Fields maybe in a limited playbook? Is it Andy Dalton in the full playbook? Or is it Andy Dalton with a full playbook and a mix of Justin Fields and some of his limited? Like, that's what he's got away, and there's different, you know, weighing to it. But just the way that he used Fields seemed to be more cosmetic and more of a show-off thing than anything else.
6: Yeah, it's just, if you're going to spend the entire offseason with the, all right, this is QB1, this is QB1, uh, then actually draw your playbook up to uh, make the most of what Andy Dalton is, right? Mm -hmm. While he's not a world beater, the guy has been and was for quite a while, a fairly consistent uh, arrival to the, uh, the playoffs. Right. He he got it. It's like the Met Galley. He got his invitation and wore his crazy striped outfit there for a number of years. You like that? That was pretty good. Uh, I'm going to keep that in the repertoire, uh, as it were. But, you know, Justin Fields, do we know that he's going to be dynamic and and some of those things? You've decided he's not earned or is ready for the number one job right now. So... Mm -hmm. Why not try to maximize what you can do? It goes back to last year, right, where you had Mitchell Trubisky. And, and look, a lot of folks don't like Mitchell Trubisky, and that's fine. Uh, but I, I caution folks that, you know, tuned out. And again, it became a national narrative because he became a punching bag, right? That's, that's the only thing. Even if they don't care about how a game actually flows, the point is, if you're going to mock it, you should at least understand it and should have watched it. That's that's my right. only thing with it all. Going back well, to your Brooklyn comments as well. Right? You've got you've gotta actually pay attention to the whole instead of just uh picking at, at least that's me. But I, I don't do hot take nonsense. So I guess that's <laughs> that's where I differ. I, I also don't have the seven figure job that comes with doing hot sure. take nonsense. So but nuance isn't that, uh, like, is lost, not us all.
7: Like it's not about the Bears and their well being. It's more about the quarterback drama. You know, sure. just like it isn't it about the Brooklyn Nets and the nets winning a title it would be about kevin durant and james harden winning a title like that's that's like the that's sort of like the life that i think that it's you know that it's kind of taken on and and why it's kind of overshadowed what maybe other problems in chicago that maybe that that bears fans care about and those in chicago care about but on a national scope it just is more of the TMZ quarterback drama, individual stuff that we get so much in the NBA.
6: Yeah, it's just the the fun part of it, just going to finish the Trubisky part of it, was remember he went to Nick Foles, who was, well, not good, would be the nice way to do it. I'm not going besmir- to besmirch the man who's just holding a clipboard at this point and collecting his check. Uh, Trubisky, when reinserted, they changed how they called the offense. They scored 30 points a game. David Montgomery became a beast, and all of a sudden, there they were. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's the, hey, you could change it. And look, if he wants to change it to, to adapt to what Justin Fields can do, have at it. But in the interim, uh, I, I just find it curious some of the narratives that build up and even around Chicago. I get it. You wanted to see Justin Field. That doesn't mean you would neglect what you actually saw on the field of play last what, Sunday night.
7: What do you want in week two? You're a Bears fan. What do you want to see in week two?
6: I just want them to uh, – I want to see more routes down the field than what we're game plan to because I've seen nothing that indicated that Dalton checked down to where everything was seven to ten yards. I think the most, the longest route for Allen Robinson was uh, nine yards. Uh, you've got him. You've got Darnell Mooney. You've got Cole Komet. you got three guys that that can do some damage a little further down the field. Now, obviously, it's a different pass rush with Cincinnati than what you faced against the Rams, but I think you can have success. You know, we do a bit on the show now. Dan, welcome in. It's a uh, double-the-point spread, right? So lay it double. Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites or were when we started talking about it. I'd lay the five.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: This week against Cincinnati, I think there's a lot of feel good for the Bengals. And again, the narrative about the Bears being, hey, look, Matthew Stafford throwing there. Well, it's a different team. It's a different set, different play callers, whatever else. No disrespect to Joe Burrow and company. I think Andy Dalton can win football games, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Sure. Uh, And I think uh, a lot of folks are just caught in to what you said. They, They want the spectacle and they want the drama as opposed to actually watching what went on on the field. Yeah,
7: and that's, and that's that's fair. I just don't I, – I don't I don't buy the Matt Nagy, you know, just to bring it back of the Chesapeake. Because I don't think you're fooling anybody. No, I don't think that I any agree. teams are, are – are, you know, maybe they have to plan for, a, you know, a few different things. But that's no different than playing a Saints team with Taysom. It's no different.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
6: Dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Byer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and
0: wherever
7: you get your podcasts.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
6: Welcome back in, in Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Dan Byer in for Jason Smith. Listen to the bass start rolling. I can see Dan with a handheld stick microphone, like he's Bob Barker dancing around his living room. <laughs> uh,
7: I used to Ohio dress up State like Bob mini Barker. helmet in hand. I used to dress up like Bob Barker when I was a kid. You say that like it's a
6: wrong. Like it's wrong. I no, I didn't. I didn't say it like that at all. True story. <laughs> I I dig that about you. (laughs) Sharing. That's what we do on a Friday night. Uh, Wherever you are, be safe. Take care of yourselves. And and if you need a little boost, hey, if you're finding it harder to perform at your best as you age, well, you can fight back with M-Drive, the daily supplement for driven men who refuse to let age beat them. M-Drive supports healthy testosterone levels and boosts energy to help regain your edge. Visit M-Drive for men.com for 20% off your first order with promo code Smith, S-M-I-T-H, com. There's free shipping and a 60-day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Visit men.com No, I, I dig that. You know, Bob Barker, you know, the epitome of uh, a guy that just kept rolling. He keeps going now. I mean, I, I can only aspire to be so influential for uh, low so many years, Dan.
7: They unveiled some new games this week as well on The Price is Right. One today that I really didn't get because the guy actually aced it, and then it was over and won $25,000. But so something to look forward to in the 50th season.
6: There you go. 50 years. That's – God love, and I'm going to bang on this table. That's how long we'll be yelling here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I can't wait for year 50 of the I Want Your Flex podcast. Year two <laughs> is underway, though. You can find that Apple Podcast, Google Play, wherever you get your audio. Download it, give it five stars, evangelize, send it to your friends and neighbors. Look, it's like a free gift. You can say, Look, I gave you gold. And maybe you can literally turn it into gold. Let's hope. Or some kind of cryptocurrency. We aim to uh, please. That's exactly right. If nothing else, you're going to get a lot of data points and entertainment from Dan and I each and every week on the podcast. And Dan, as we get into week two of the season, you know, you have some big events and even last night's game where you had a little bit of an eye raising uh, performance. Well, on on two parts, right? For some of the. Football analysis that we did get from Jason Cole, we talked a little bit about Daniel Jones and, well, the fact that Joe Judge doesn't look like he trusts him uh, in some of those sequences, but some big plays took care of the football. On the other side, you got Taylor Heineke, and when asked, uh, should he get the job, he said, well, yeah, look at how well I played and and whatever else, and with Ryan Fitzpatrick on the shelf, maybe it is Heineke time. Uh, Are you buying either of them as a fantasy option moving forward? I... uh...
7: I, I, it's really t- t- tough for me to trust Daniel Jones because it doesn't seem like he's on the same page with that receiving core. Uh, the the Kenny Galladay outburst was was made of something. It just doesn't seem, though, that there is just this connection right there. So I don't think you can sit there and hope that Daniel Jones gets 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns, which is what he would have had if it wasn't for that holding penalty. So I am cautious on Jones. I would say I would sell on him and I, and I wouldn't buy. As for Heineke, if I can hold, the thing that I like about him that... I didn't like about Daniel Jones is there seems to be some chemistry with Terry McLaurin. And I think if you have chemistry with your number one wide receiver, then things can work out. Things can be good, but you need to have that. I'm just not ready. I still think that Fitzpatrick would be a better option throwing that football and I I don't know if if Heineke can keep the job if Washington doesn't win games and and if he's playing well. He's got to be a difference maker, but I would hold on Heineke right now. I wouldn't sell on him because I like the connection with him and uh, him and McLaurin.
6: All right, let me get one more in for you. Uh, At the running back position, everybody ran for Elijah Mitchell. Do you think he can hold off Hasty and Trey Sermon and all the other would-be contenders? Um, I'm skeptical just because of how things have gone in
7: the past with the 49ers. I would like to say hold, but if I had to lean, I would would buy at least for short term.
6: All right, there you go. Another guy we're going to talk about buying or selling. Uh, Former
1: players coming out about Urban Meyer reports. We'll get into it next.